Hello and welcome to Angry Andy Reviews. The yo-yo adventure of Obi-Wan Kenobi continues with episode 5. And yes, episode 5 is much better than episode 4, um, which I'm extremely glad about. But it just highlights the the inconsistency of the writing, the inconsistency of the directing, the inconsistency of the show overall, that we can go from, you know, a really poor, poorly planned, poorly executed episode where it's pretty much just complete filler into an episode where we get greater urgency. Um, Finally, decent reveals, decent character interactions. We actually get some really good writing for Reva. How has it taken five bloody episodes for that to happen, for us to get to that point where we get a real sense of her of her nature? And yeah, I, I get it. What people can say, well, does that mean you wanted it revealed immediately? Do you want everything revealed all the same time, all at once? No, what I want is to believe a character's motivations. Up until this point, I haven't believed anything that the character has wanted. Haven't believed anything the character has said. Haven't believed anything the character's done. And when she's chopping off people's hands and you don't believe her intentions, you don't believe the writing for her, that's an issue. And yeah, people are going to say, well, that's because she's faking being evil. Okay, fine. I don't believe that either. I believe that she is evil. She's corrupted by her rage, corrupted by her need for revenge. But we'll get into that. So, this episode, they're on Jabim. The Empire's coming. The tracker works. And Vader is in absolute full rage mode, as you would expect. Um, he promotes Reva to the Grand Inquisitor because of her success in placing that tracker and it working. And, yeah, we get, initially, some flashbacks that show us... Anakin in pre-Clone uh, Wars era and we also get um, Obi-Wan and they have a little duel, they have a little sparring session and the sparring session parallels everything that happens in the episode. It parallels the sort of necessity for Vader to consistently just go for the attack as opposed to really thinking and strategizing his approach or even really con- contemplating alternate approaches and methods um, it highlights a weakness within Vader um, which allows Obi-Wan to sort of exploit as we go along in the episode the episode itself is is really fast paced we go from you know pretty much nothing happening at the start we go from you know sort of like oh we need to we need to get out of here we need to move we need to get Leia back home to Alderaan to complete another carnage and the episode escalates, the Empire arrive, they're trapped, um, thanks to the robot Lola, which is utterly ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. How nobody realises <laughs> that, that Lola somehow now has a red light as opposed to a blue light is just fucking ridiculous. It's so on the nose, really, but that's what this series is about. There are multiple moments throughout this series where everything is just completely on the nose. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's an extreme detriment to, you know, what we're seeing because it's just cartoony. It's cartoony. Um, but yeah, the Empire come, led by Reva. Alright, okay. And once again, they're trying to storm the castle. 
it's a siege. But Obi-Wan is able to reason with her. <laughs> to a degree. Excuse me, I'm a bit... Ugh, this morning. She's able to... He's able to reason with her to a degree. And he draws out everything that she has gone through. Her reasons for being the way she is. But even though we, even though we learn the obvious, that she is indeed, spoilers, that she is indeed a former Padawan, we don't really get a full sort of sense of the reasons. Yes, she was there. Yes, she witnessed Anakin killing all of her friends, but she faked her own death in a way, so she says. But we don't get any idea of how she ended up becoming an Inquisitor. Now, from my understanding, Inquisitors were fallen Jedi. They were Padawans that were kidnapped or taken by the Empire, taken by Vader, as per Fallen Order. And they were tortured into becoming what they are. So how does Reva end up becoming an Inquisitor? We still have that loose end, we still have that sort of mystery there, which isn't an issue. But if we're to truly get an absolute sense of Reva's full motivations, surely we would need to see that. Surely we would need to get, you know, full flashbacks of those interactions, of the of that torture, of, of that you know, coming into being an Inquisitor. Because she just says that, well, everybody had left and you know, I waited until I waited until uh, Anakin had left, and I waited until the, the clones had left before I got up and everyone was already dead. Well, where do you go from there then? How do you get from there to being an Inquisitor for the Empire doing terrible, heinous crimes? Okay, fair enough. But anyway, the initial assault fails, um, if you like. Well, it doesn't really fail. They get in, they kill a lot of people, and we do lose Tala. We lose Tala, and it's <laughs> unexpected. It's unexpected. We lose Tala, and we lose her um, rather human-behaving robot, which is a, a shame. Um, it was a really good heartfelt moment. She detonates a thermal detonator, wiping out a few stormtroopers and taking them with her. Um, and then Obi-Wan ultimately sort of goes, right, I'll, I'll, I will stop this attack. I will, I will hand myself over. I'll try and, you know, convince, you know, convince them to just let, let you know, give you time to get away, essentially. Um, Vader comes and obviously it's, it's a trick, it's a trick um, with Reva. Uh, Vader storms right through and it's great, you know, just seeing him storm through. And we get a really, really video gamey moment which we've seen in the video games it's not just a video game moment. we've seen this moment in the games um the ship carrying all the all the proto rebels are they rebels at this point not sure um carrying proto rebels is trying to leave and vader grabs it using the force and we've seen it before we've seen it in especially in the force unleashed when um star killer was pulling down the, the star destroyer but it looks video gamey as well it's not just a video game element, it looks a bit video gaming. The scale is bizarre. The ship looks really, really small. And then just as Vader yanks down the ship, snapping it in half, somehow there's another ship behind that ship that takes off. We don't see that ship. So there are there are inconsistencies in the in the shots and things like that, which, you know, 
for me they're all gripes they're all gripes that sort of just just wait you know wait the episode in a negative light um but at this point reaver um sneaks up behind vader and attempts to stab him or attempts to swing him cut him in half or whatever and that motherfucker never underestimate vader he completely sees it coming he stops her and there's a there's a swift sort of back and forth fencing um where vader completely dodges all of her moves and it reminds me of a very much like a samurai sort of um um you know a classic samurai film where the where the the well who's the protagonist here um where you know one of the characters completely dodges everything without actually you know without actually um doing anything really he's batting away her, her lightsaber without using his own lightsaber and it's a really interesting moment this is vader at his most powerful and this is what we we really should have been seeing more of this we should have been seeing more of vader in full sort of dark side mode you know determined to hunt and kill jedi rather than this fucking you know just meaningless back and forth with with Reva, we really should have seen just hammering, you know, home exactly what he wants to do, exactly what his purpose is. And eventually, Reva's overcome, um, and Vader uses her own lightsabers against her, which is a brilliant moment. And she's stabbed. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, she doesn't die, really. The episode ends, we see the Grand Inquisitor coming through, going, ha ha ha, you silly fucker, I uh, I tricked you, this is all a plan, you know, kind of thing. And Vader and the Grand Inquisitor fuck off. And Reaver's just there, you know, still alive. And I feel sorry for Qui-Gon Jinn at this point, because um, every time we've we've seen somebody get stabbed in the stomach, they've survived. Kylo Ren, Grand Inquisitor, um, Reaver, at this point. <laughs> it's almost as if, you know, a full-blown... Uh, 4,000 degrees uh, heated blade does nothing to your internal organs anymore when you get stabbed by it, but fair enough. Okay, no issues. But they blast off away from the planet, these rebels. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot of the episode here just to get through it. And uh, Obi-Wan senses something. He knows the, he knows the Empire right on, a, right on their tail. And um, we see Reba find his communicator on the floor that the clumsy comedy Kumal Nanjiani um, who's basically a proto Jar Jar at this point he's doing silly things and um, just getting in the way really um, offering very little to the, to the series we see his communicator and Bail Organa has left a message saying something along the lines of Tatooine and the boy so Reva, there's a sort of like a weird sort of moment where Reva's like, you see, is she thinking, oh, this is my this is my second chance to get back in in the good books of Vader, or you know, I'm going to get there before Vader gets there. What is her motivations? What is her plans? And that's where the episode ends. It's an okay episode. It's a much better, more concise, more pacey episode. Um, we get decent action. The stormtroopers are fucking useless. Um, I think they've become more of a meme than they used to be in the in the original trilogy. At this point, there are there are many stormtroopers and many rebels, and you'd think they'd be able to hit more. 
come on Disney, you've got you 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 showing showing the height of the Empire, and you're fucking around with the accuracy of stormtroopers and you know trying to limit the amount of death and chaos you see on on screen. This is this is the purge era of Star Wars. You need to be showing the Empire at its worst to get context. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 action was good. Sort of dueling was good. Um, it is a much better episode. It's much more pacier. It's much it's well much better written in terms of character motivations, especially Obi Wan's character. There's, I don't think there's been any issues with Obi Wan's character in terms of writing, but there are still lingering issues, lingering threads in terms of you know where we're gonna go, um, what's gonna be left over in the series. There are a lot of potential hangovers in this series that may not get explored fully. Um, but there you go. I think it's a much better episode, like I said, than episode four. Um, does it leave me curious about the finale? Absolutely. Do I think everything's gonna be answered? Absolutely not. Um, is it a major issue? No. You can have lingering threads left over. We don't need everything explaining. What we do need is decent character writing, and that has been my issue the entire time. I don't buy people when they say, Oh, you didn't like that episode, you're a hater. No, I'm a connoisseur of good writing. I'm a connoisseur of good acting. I'm a connoisseur of good directing and good story. And to be fair, to be honest, from my perspective, we haven't had that consistently all the way through in the series. Here, we almost got it. Not perfect, but good to, you know, good to, okay to good. So if I was to give this a rating, I'm not giving any of the episodes a rating so far, I would give it a, a solid 4 out of 5, I think. Just. Just. Purely because of, you know, the, the much greater impetus within the episode. But there you go. This is a much slightly longer review than I anticipated doing, because I ended up going through the entire episode as well. And now my coffee's cold, so I'm going to leave. Okay, bye-bye.